Hear ye, hear ye. Welcome to the Flawed Logic Podcast presented by Branded Sports. As always, my name is Joey Boats, a.k.a. Joey Bags, a.k.a. The Buzzsaw, a.k.a. The Human Backdoor Cover. Joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Walsh. Say what up to the people. People, what's going on? A lot of, uh, a lot of wild shit going on between the last time we talked. I know. We got a packed show today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, between, you know, fucking the debates, uh, games, you know, playoff, playoffs starting MLB, playoffs ending for some teams in the NBA, and just the NFL in general. Yeah, and I think we have a lot of uh, a lot of topics. Yeah, so we got a lot of sports. We also got a lot of uh, other pop culture stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the debate. The debate we're going to talk about when we get to. But as always, the first thing we're going to talk about, by the way, branded sports. I know I mentioned it before. Branded sports, the branded sports. They're fantastic. They help us out big time. But first topic of the day, as it's going to be for the next, I think, 13 weeks, right? We're, we're three weeks in? Three weeks in, yep. All right. So the next 13 weeks, we'll be talking NFL football. NFL started up. It was the uh, third week last week. You want to start with Patriots Raiders? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. I didn't see the game, but yeah, go for it. All right, so the Patriots defeated the Raiders 36-20. to Cam Newton, underwhelming performance, 162 yards, one TD, one interception. Rex Burkhead uh, had three touchdowns. And Sony Michelle, I don't know how familiar you are with Sony Michelle, but Sony Michelle, nine carries, 119 yards. Georgia, Georgia running back, baby. Dude, Belichick, listen, this guy, the, Sony Michelle. Not on. to cut you off. Georgia running backs always have the coolest names, too. Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, uh, Todd Gurley. They always have the coolest running back names. Dude, uh, who's? I think the Pats drafted another Georgia running back, too, before uh, it was right after Sony Michelle or whatever. He hasn't literally – I don't think he's laced up cleats yet. The Pats can't draft uh, specialty guys. I think that's uh, – I think that's, he's actually from Bama, right? Damian Harris? No. No, no, no. This was a couple of years ago. Uh, they drafted uh, – Sony Michelle was the second uh, running back taken – no, no, that's what it was. Sony Michelle was the second running back taken out of Georgia. And this guy, by the way, had a legit postseason uh, the year that we uh, beat the, um, the Rams. Outside of that, this guy has done nothing spectacular. This is probably his best game in an NFL uniform. Yeah. No, the thing is, he's not that bad. It's just, you know, the Patriots are always running different offenses week to week. But, uh, yeah, that was a big, big performance out of him. I think what it is is like the Pats just like, all right, listen, you like this is what they do with every skill position. It's like, all right, we need you to do like certain things. Like when they grabbed uh, Chris Hogan, it was like, okay, we need you to run like deep slants, you know, on third down. That's what we need you to do. And if you can do that well, you'll have a spot in the roster. If you can't, Sony Michelle, it's like, dude, just run downhill. I know mm-hmm. you're not a power guy. Just don't fucking fumble the football. And that's what he does. This week actually, actually showed up. Nine carries, 119 yards. I mean, you got to give the guy credit. Rex Burkhead was the star of the game with three touchdowns. But Cam, you know, I, I think this is what's gonna, what it's going to be with the Patriots offense. I mean, we're going to see like a – it's like watching a very good high school offense. Like one of those Texas yep. teams where it's like, we're better than you. We're just going to run it down your throat. And that's what they're going to do the rest of the season, I guess. Unless they need to like really unleash it against a, a team like, um, you know, Seattle like they did uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I would love if they broke out the old wing T formation. Do you know what the wing T is? No, explain it. It's basically what there's like, you know, you basically hell I have one receiver and there's like four running backs and there's like two set up like right outside like the old lineman. If you ever watch like Navy football, it's yeah, basically what Navy what it does. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Power sweeps to the right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can definitely see the Patriots implementing that in, in some sort of a, you know, 
game one of these, you know, one of these games. Dude, as a Pats fan, I, I, I got used to Brady just slinging it or whatever. I don't mind it. Just watching just like just ground and pound football. It's like, we're just going to run it up your fucking nose. Yeah. And then he throws a, a slant for a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Title, man. yeah. Every, every once in a while, just to mix it up. All right. So yeah, the Pats won. not much to talk about in that game. I mean, there was a couple of late touchdowns. The score wasn't representative of the game. I mean, they, they, they won that game by halftime, but we'll move on to your giants, dude. Giants got absolutely fucking slapped by Frisco, 36-9. Daniel Jones, 180 yards, one interception. Nick Mullins in place of Garoppolo, 350 yards, one touchdown. What do you got in this game? Well, I mean, I'm going to state the obvious is that the Giants stink. I mean, it, I mean that's, they, that, I, that's an obvious given. And I, I think that my new hope for them is to tank for Trevor Lawrence. And then we just got to get rid of Daniel Jones. Wait, you're already tanking? Oh, I'm already tanking. Well, as soon as Saquon went down, I started tanking. Wait, what was what, what was Daniel Jones? Wasn't he like the sixth pick or something? Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be like the next Peyton Manning. No, so, Trevor Lawrence is like big time. But like, yes, yeah. I had six, and then like a couple of years later, take Trevor. Like, I mean, and there's there's only like a handful of own three teams left in the NFL, and two of them are the Jets and the Giants. So it's I think it's gonna be a race to the bottom between those two, and then they end up you know during the off season letting them compete. But if Lawrence is the real deal, and then we just trade away Daniel Jones, get get Lawrence a protection, or get a couple draft picks in the future. Um, it, yeah, but the Giants are awful. I mean, I think about 40% of the 49ers defense was hurt, and we still just couldn't do fucking shit. But, uh, but my biggest takeaway of the entire game, did you see what happened with Kyle Nelson, the long snapper? Uh, no, what happened? Dude, I don't know. They didn't really come out and said anything. But he botched like four like extra points, just because he couldn't get the ball to the kicker, and he was like isolating himself from other teammates. He looked like he was like severely depressed, like something fucked up happened, like outside of football. I and, mean, like, it I was wild t- shit. If you botch four snaps, I mean, it's like that's the last thing you're worried about as a coach. It's like if the snap goes wrong. It's like if well, you botch four of those, I could see you being a little bit depressed on the sideline. But if it was before that, I mean. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I don't think it was he was the pre- because they were up like throughout the entire game. Luckily, it didn't cost the you know the 49ers, but it had to be something off the field, dude. Because I've never seen this like he was shook, and he's normally a very good long snapper, but yeah, they haven't really commented on it. So I'm interested, interested to see like how that plays out. Well, here's the thing if you're a long snapper and you're getting mentioned on the broadcast, it's probably never a good thing. No, I feel like they have mentioned it before. I feel like he has like a good story or something, a good background. Yeah, but, I. F- but yeah, but no, but you're typically yeah, exactly. It's like the refs being, you know, they say a good ref is someone that's never, you know, brought up. Yeah, it's the same thing with a cornerback. Like you don't want your name mentioned. I mean, I guess if you're an elite corner, you want your name mentioned. But if you're like a, just an average corner, you don't want to get uh, talked about on the broadcast because that means you're getting fucking toasted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I, but you could be having a good game too. But yeah, no, you're. I, I get what your point is. Is that is a long snapper? You don't want your name in there because then you're fucking something up. Well, let me ask you this: Two weeks ago, were you down for the Trevor Lawrence deal, or like was this? Were you going into the season thinking like there was a shot or what? Uh, I thought there was a season. Uh, my, I thought the Giants would not embarrass themselves. Um, through well, three games. Your first, that was your first. Yeah, mistake. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think we. I wasn't always tank for Trevor. Like that, 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 uh, that campaign started motioning last weekend as soon as uh, Saquon got hurt. 
And, you know, Daniel Jones, I mean, I understand the line stinks, but, you know, at some point we got to hold on to this fucking football, bro. Yeah, how many, he had a fumble in that game as well as an interception. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, listen, I get you're not having time. You don't get time, and you're probably scrambling all over the place, but we got – I mean, this has always been his biggest knock is he doesn't hold on to the football. Dude, and also, dude, your secondary's got to figure it out. Nick Mullins, 350 yards, like I said earlier, dude. Here, here are the receivers he's throwing to in uh, fucking um, San Fran. Brandon Ayuk, which I believe Ayuk or whatever, I believe he's the uh, running back as well. Uh, yeah. Kendrick Bourne, Jeffrey Wilson, Ross Dwelly. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, Who the exactly. Fuck are those guys, dude? Exactly, especially with um, like you said, Kittle didn't even play. But there is um, uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, uh, if I can't, I won't. I'll just fucking scratch it. But there was a stat with I think it was. There's only been two uh, San Francisco Forty um, Nine uh, er quarterbacks that have thrown for over two hundred and fifty yards in eight consecutive games. It's Steve Young. And Nick Mullen. Wait, really? It's not Montana? No, it's not Montana. Oh, I feel by, like, the, by the way. Go for it. Did you see what fucking happened to Joe Montana over the weekend? No. Dude, what happened? Some 38-year-old woman broke into her house, tried to kidnap his granddaughter, and Joe Montana had to fight him off. Wait, wait. Time, time out. How did I not get this in the fucking rundown? Wait, what happened? Somebody he, broke into Joe Montana's house? Broke into Joe Montana's house when it was like his family was there. And some woman, she was like 38, they said, broke into the house, and Joe Montana had to wrestle his grandson away from the uh, from the kidnapper. Wait. Craziest story, dude. Jesus Christ. Just fly, it completely so, flying underneath the radar, too. What, hap- what happened with this woman? Montana pelted a football at her face and said, I still got it. And he saved got his, <laughs> Brady, saved his, saved Brady wouldn't have let that happen. <laughs> Brady wouldn't have. No, dude, it's fucking scary shit. Bro. That is just, that is fucking crazy. Yeah, all, all all jokes aside, I mean that's ridiculous, dude. Now I wonder if it was just some like crazy woman because you know some people like you know they are, like, baby, are lunatics, ba- baby snatchers, but I wonder if like she knew that was Joe Montana's uh, grandson. She had to. Yeah, I mean, I Joe mean, Montana's not living in like a fucking condo. You know, like it's like you see that house, you go that those people nah. have money. You know who's living yeah. There. I think yeah. First I, of feel, all, I feel I like feel like I feel like he has like past security. He probably doesn't even have security. He's Joe Montana. I mean, he needs to have a line. Yeah. Imagine if he still had his line from like fucking mid (laughs) nineties. That was just like outside of his house. Just blocking. Uh, There's no way in hell. Any of those guys could still speak from the amount of concussions they have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's everything. I feel like Joe Montana has a house with like a giant gate on it. And like in gold, it's, it's like one six. JM or something, yeah. <laughs> no, 100, dude. If, dude, if I was like a pro athlete with those sort of accomplishments, dude, my fucking house would just be decked out of in like, like paintings of me just like doing like fucking legit, <laughs> like you know, like, like if you were that great, it's like I don't give a fuck because you can be cocky if you're that great. If you're cocky, it's funny. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, you're accomplished. Yeah, you deserve to be cocky. Exactly. And like you can anything you do that's cocky. Like I remember when Brady was going into that like uh, AFC Championship game. And like the reporter was like, Yeah, I guess Brady walked in the locker room and said, I'm the baddest motherfucker alive. And like I literally heard that and I'm like, let's fucking go. But yeah. if it was like if like Jay Cutler walked in that locker room and said that, it's like this guy's a douche. But it's Dude, Brady. I, so it's like, all right, all right. I say that I say that before getting on the train before I go to work in the mirror sometimes. And that, <laughs> Tom Brady's accomplished a lot more than I have. I say that before I jack off in the morning. <laughs> the baddest motherfucker alive. You're a star, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so we'll move on a little bit. Dude, last game we're going to talk about for this NFL uh, week three. Eagles, Bengals. Dude, the Eagles stink. Garbage. Absolutely stink. And by the way, Branded Sports, who like uh, sponsors our podcast, does everything to do with it. I mean, they're like uh, their main guy, CEO Joe. CEO Joe, big Eagles guy. Eagles stink. I mean, they're fucking terrible. Garbage. And that's that whole city. That whole city fucking stinks. Oh, it's such a fucking trash city. I can't stand it. So they tied 23 to 23. They tied in overtime. And OT, Josh Elliott lined to up the for Bengals. 50. Yeah, to the Bengals. And by the way, Joe Burrow playing fucking like sneakily, low-key, very good. Love Joe Burrow. Gotta love him. So when OT, Josh Elliott lined up for a 56-yard field goal, but the Eagles got called for a false start, a false start for a 56-yard game-winning field goal in overtime. Then after that, it got moved back five yards. They got hit with a delay of game, and then the Eagles decided to punt. That's worse than a fucking loss. Yeah, well, they say uh, kissing, uh, was it? Tying's like kissing your sister. That was worse than tying, dude. Oh, they, they did? Oh, because they could have won. But because of the fucking penalty. And by the way, why do you not go? Why, why not go for it? Yeah, I don't get that move either. Why? Why did they punt? Did they punt it in overtime? I think yeah, they, it, or... they punted it in overtime for the tie. Holy shit! That's what a bunch weird. of pussies. What a at, least pussy like make, move. at least try like a hook and ladder or something. Yeah, well, you know, any team with Carson Wentz as their quarterback, that doesn't shock me at all. That they're punting the ball to go for the tie. He's a backwards hat guy. Have you heard uh, Colin Coward's take? Yeah, that dude's a fucking I fucking love it. Oh, I love that take. The backwards hat. I love that take, dude. Coward, dude. He's had that take for, like, I would say, like, three or four years. And anytime like, something gets confirmed, like, one of the quarterbacks he doesn't like, he brings up the backwards hat take. That's something we need to get good at. We need to have, like, a ridiculous take. You need, like, a a personal take. I need a personal take. And every once in a while, when our quarterbacks don't, eh, don't produce or whatever, we bring up the take. The backwards hat take, that's journalism at its finest. Yeah, I mean that's kind of funny. Wait, so what? How does he feel about like uh, like Ken Griffey Jr.? Remember when Ken Griffey Jr. was in the uh, the home run derby with the backwards hat? Is he anti Ken Griffey Jr.? It's only quarterbacks, dude. Oh, it's only course. So and in a fielders. weird way, and in so a black weird way, center fielders get yeah. Have so him. his <laughs> his take is like, listen, like you don't like when you meet the Pope, you don't have a backwards hat on. Like when you do certain things, you don't wear a backwards hat. And in a weird way kind of makes sense like he's like when you, you don't wear a hat podium you don't wear a hat to do any of those things though no absolutely not but he's like when you step up to the podium he's like as a leader of your franchise as like the face of your franchise he's like turn the cap forward answer the questions put it forward and in a way kind of agree with him no yeah i mean i i, I get his point it, you know but i think it's kind of fucking ridiculous i don't think oh it's absurd yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, the way he wears his hat isn't going to fucking really affect his, his play on the field. Absolutely not. But uh, speaking of uh, play on the field or actually play on the court, rather, the Celtics played last Thursday. By the way, we are uh, recording this on Thursday, October 1st. All right, so a little of this is going to be late. I mean, I, it doesn't really matter if this is late. The Celtics fucking stink. Down 3-1, to one, the Celtics lost to the Heat 125-113. to 113. Uh, what do you have anything to say about the Celtics right now? Is, is this even worth our time? I mean, the only thing I would say is that like, Gordon Hayward might be one of the worst contracts of all time. He is garbage. He, he's always yeah. getting fucking hurt, and then he couldn't fucking step up at all when he, the two last games he did come back. He's trash. And and also, I don't want to hate on Marcus Smart. I think he's like the only personality they have on that team. Marcus Smart took twenty one shots. 
That's a record, by the way. That's the most shots he's ever taken in a game. When Marcus Smart is taking 21 shots in a fucking closeout game, that's yeah. not what you want, dude. You no. don't want Marcus Smart taking 21 shots when you have three other guys that are legitimate scorers. Absolutely, yeah. You have Kemba, Jalen Brown, and Tatum on the fucking floor, and this dude's taking 21 shots. Like you said, I love his, I do, I love his tenacity on defense. He's always the guy diving for the balls, but, you know, I, I get it, dude. When you get hot, it, you push us over the limit, but right now you're fucking killing us, bro. I think you need that guy for the playoffs, though. Like, you need that type of guy that can just get hot. Yeah. He, like, he doesn't he doesn't know the situation. I'm not saying – I don't, I'm just going to say it. Marcus Smart, not the smartest guy on the planet, but you need those guys in the playoffs that are too dumb to know the situation. And they'll just go out there just like they – when Marcus Smart sees a bucket, uh, if you showed Marcus Smart a bucket of water, he'd see an ocean. It's and like he's J- just going to rip it up. It's like J.R. Smith. Not as bad as J.R. Smith because he'll – Smart will play lockdown defense. But I get what you're saying, dude. You, you know, you yeah. need those guys that just come off, provide a spark and fucking – and take you over the edge. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And I think like – did you watch like the fi- like the three minutes where there was like that complete swing – they were in it. I think it was like five minutes uh, before the end of the game. It was like five minutes left in the game. And like that three-minute span between the five-minute mark and the two-minute mark, it just became like – I was watching the game being like, dude, I've expressed more tenacity like during like Sunday morning pickup. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is in the NBA, everybody goes on spurts. It's because that's when they rest. Like, So when they probably went on a run, it was when they sat Jimmy Butler. And they had Tatum in there coming off of fresh legs. No, no, no. This was like, I'm saying like the uh, the last, it was like five minutes left in the game. It was like the three minutes before the two-minute mark at the end of the game, if that makes it any sense. Became, yeah, it became a debacle. And where they just started ripping up threes and it was like, dude, like, do you guys want to win? Or it's like, it, there was no expression on any of the teams. They need somebody. Listen, Brad Stevens, great coach, fantastic coach. But guess what? Like, if you want the full benefit of Brad Stevens, you need a shit team. If you want, like, the full benefit of a guy like uh, – who's the coach for all those Bulls teams? Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, dude. Like, if you want the full benefit of Phil Jackson, you need great talent. If you want the full benefit of Brad Stevens, you need, like, lackluster talent, and he'll take you to the playoffs. But if you give him talent, which he has with the Celtics team, it's like he's not nah. going to get there. But he No, nah, what he's missing is a big man. And what, what I hope happens, uh, they have a couple first-round draft picks – I hope they trade up and they get this kid that's coming out of Memphis. He's like 6'10", runs the floor. Is exactly what they need. I, th- I, th- uh, I don't really know because he was, he was suspended when he was at Memphis, but he was the top guy coming out. I like out. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was the top uh, recruit coming out last year. He's supposed to be an absolute fucking stud. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think they should trade up for that guy um, because, yeah, they really are missing a big man. But I, I do think that what Ainge was trying to do, and I think he thought he could get to get it done, was he was going to pair this team with Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis fucked him over and went out to L.A. Because they have a good team. Yeah, imagine if you had Anthony Davis on this team. They'd be but fucking who, disgusting. Who would you give up for Anthony Davis? Right now, right now, you're in the front office. Who would you give up for Anthony Davis, realistically? Anybody? Well, you got to keep in mind, they did this last year, too, when they had, like, three first-round draft picks. Yeah. Um. Uh, anybody except for Tatum. So you could take Jalen Brown in the three first round picks. See, I think you have to give up Tatum. No, but if you yeah. wanted, if you wanted him, you have to give up Tatum. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if I would give up Tatum. I no, think I would. actually, yeah, I think I would. 
I think I would too. Actually, now that I think about, it. I love Tatum. He's gonna be nasty, but I think Anthony Davis is like that once in a generation player. Yeah, he's. The, all- but the issue was though is that that the when the Pelicans were trading trading him, he only had one more year on his contract, so he could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Afterwards, he didn't have him to the long term contract. I think. I think. So giving up Tatum for that, it's a little tough, but. I mean, listen, here's the thing with Tatum. It's like, dude, he's he's already nasty, by the way. I think he's already a top, like, 15, top 20 player. But oh, it's I would like, say higher than that. You think high, top 10? Yeah, I would go top 10. But it's like, dude, he clearly, like, that guy is wallpaper. Like, yeah. there's no personality. There's no nothing. He goes out, he plays again. I get he's young. I get he's respectful. I love that, that type though. of stuff. But it's like, I don't know if I like that at the end of the game. Oh, no, he's a killer. He's definitely a killer. He's not shying away from the big shot. You think? I mean, yeah. he didn't show it this postseason. No, yeah, but yeah, he makes 21. Yeah, that is true. I mean, eh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. I think they're going to pay him, but like. I, oh, yeah, and I think they absolutely should. But, I, I mean, you're right. He's not the same level as Anthony Davis, but he's going to be very good. He's going to be a, a top. In about five years, he'll be a top five NBA player. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to doubt it. I just, I think he's, I think you got to, you got to have a little something extra if you're going to lead a team. I just, I think he's just, he's just a great player. That's it. Yeah. You know? But yeah. all right, we'll move on. Uh, we'll get into some fun topics. Listen, debate. The debate was on. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if you guys haven't been, if you've been living in, in like a bomb shelter, by the way, it's Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, I had a debate the other day. I think this was like one of the first times in maybe the last 10 years that like everybody on either side of the political spectrum, were kind of like, we kind of brought us together in a way. Yeah. In a way, this is fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, no, without a doubt. It was definitely an absolute fucking debacle. I, I will say, I think, I don't think you could give a W to either one, but I don't think you could say Biden lost the, lost the debate because my expectations were him to go out there and literally to die on the stage. My expectations were so low of him that when he actually came out and gave a couple answers, whether he lied or didn't lie is that he beat my expectations by not being a dead person out there. Dude. I was about to say the exact same thing. My expectations. I thought it was going to be a bloodbath Biden. Like, like I said, like Biden didn't, by the way, I think you had this take you in the people this is how I weed people out whether or not I can have like a constructive conversation with somebody. This is how I weed them out. If you are somebody that is claiming that either Trump or Biden won that debate decisively, I don't want to talk to you. I can't have a conversation with you. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. That no, was I'm, ridiculous, dude. That debate was a joke. A million percent. And Trump Trump did not look good at fucking all. You no. Know, I think if he kind of just didn't like just try to talk over him the entire time, time stop freaking out i mean maybe he could have got away with some points in the beginning he tried to do that he tried to come out very calm and everything and then you know it was biden stuttered like a couple times in the first one which he always does and so trump tried to fucking just like jam it down his throat to confuse him and you know biden god bless him just fucking held to his own kept to the talking points he definitely had somebody in the stands like every time he would veer off to be like look at the camera look at like like yeah, look, yeah. talk to the Americans, talk to the American people. Don't fucking go talk to like the, the moderator. 
Trump was fucking really annoying, dude. He just like oh, would so- not stop like interrupting. I will say, but on the other side, dude, Biden, the amount of times that Biden was like, I have a plan and like didn't explain his plan probably seven or eight times during that bit. I'm like, so, so what's the plan? Yeah, He's exactly. like, no, I have a plan. It's like, all right, so what the fuck is the plan? Yeah, it's a little, a little uh, Trump-esque from when he was in the Republican National Convention where he was like, I don't want to release the plan because then everyone else is going to know it. Dude, it's like, uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy from, uh, he's married to uh, the girl that does, uh, she did, she works with Tina Fey often. Amy Poehler? Amy Poehler. He's, uh, what's his name, dude? Oh, uh, Will Fournette. Uh, not Will Fournette. Yeah, uh, it's Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Will yeah. Arnett, well, dude. Like, I got Will, Will Forte and Will Arnett confused. Dude, Fournette. once Steve Carell <laughs> left the office, dude, and like there was that interview process, and Will Arnett was one of the uh, interviewees, and he's like, I got a plan. And they're like, so what's the plan? He's like, well. He's like, I'm not going to give out the plan. Until I get, like, he's like, until <laughs> yeah. I get the job, if I get the, if I get the job, you'll find out the rest of the plan. He's like, well, how do we know? We get, like that was literally Biden the entire debate. Exactly. And he, there's a lot of shit that he just straight up lied about. Dude, on both sides, that's kind of the funny, like, dude, the debates are kind of like when you uh go to get like your, uh, we go to the dentist and like, oh, you should floss. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm flossing. It's like both you guys know you're not going to floss. It's like when they, <laughs> when they go to the debate and they're like, all right, both you guys, like, listen, don't interrupt each other, all this type of stuff. It's like we all know they're going to interrupt each other. We all know. It's, what I don't understand is when they do that segment where they're like, okay, you get two minutes and you get two minutes. Why not just fucking cut out the mic of Trump or cut out the mic of Biden when the other guy's talking? I don't I don't understand that. Why not just do that? They get two minutes. So there's there's a um, a commission, I guess, for these debates, and that's one of the things they're bringing up for the next debate is that they're gonna have like a, a a mute mic, or a mic mute, mute mic, mic mute. I mean, what it is is like you have to have strict rules because Trump's gonna bitch about it, dude. I don't like the fact that he's bitching about these ballots. That comes off as such a loser thing i hated when he was going off on that i think uh, trump i think i would give trump a little bit of an edge uh throughout the debate but i just when he's complaining about these ballots it's like dude all right all right we get it like focus on winning first and then if you don't win then you could pull a democrat and fucking you know complain about it for the next two years like but don't I mean, do it now there's definitely some sketchy. No, we got to get ahead of it because then you can't do it after you lose. There's a lot of sketchiness going on with these ballots. But you, you know how you could tell that uh, Trump did awful and Biden thought he did spectacular is at the end when their wives came up. His <laughs> wife um, had the, uh, the the mask on, right? Well, she had the mask on, but Melania came up and like Trump basically just gave her like a fist bump. <laughs> and Joe, <laughs> Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden's wife was like hugging him and like jumping up and down. <laughs> It's kind of like at the like uh it's it's like when a fumble happens and both teams go up to the ball and they just start pointing. It's like, dude, like nobody knows who has the ball. It's like, yeah, you, you get a point to kind of like give the decision. It's like, no, no, it's going this way. Now let me ask you this: Do you think they do the other debates? What do you mean? I, there's rumors going around that Biden's going to say that you know we already did one debate. I, I can't do any more debates, even though there there's supposed to be three debates uh, that go on. Um. He does the debates. You have to. I think he does this one, and he's like, he takes it as a W because more people are talking about how Trump looked awful than more people are talking about how Trump looked bad and how Biden didn't look as bad. Yeah. And so I think he takes this as a victory, and they don't do the debates. You think he, he takes his ball, goes home? Exactly. 100%. Okay. I mean, I can't. You have to show. You got to go to the debates, dude. I think he has to do it. 
Uh, I think he's gonna get quote unquote COVID. And I, I was surprised. I thought it would have been funny if like uh, if Biden wasn't on the podium and Trump was just standing there, dude. And it's like, oh, uh, and there was like a rumbling. It was like, oh, uh, Biden might not show up. And then the glass breaks, the Stone Cold, <laughs> and fucking Oprah, like Oprah walks out or like fucking Cuban or something walk, and it was like, oh shit, like Cuban, like Cuban's here. I don't know, Jr. I don't know. <laughs> Goes out there like that would have been tough. Yeah, it's basically it's a WWE event. Essentially, to that extent, I mean, dude. I mean, if you're somebody that took anything from that, then either you're extremely biased or you're a fucking idiot. I mean, there's nothing yeah. you could take from that debate. No, I right, do but- hate the people. On, sorry, real quick. I do hate the people on Twitter though that are like America lost this debate. It's like, all right, shut up. We uh, get it. Yeah, you just want to get a like or something. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and they got their likes too out of that. Yeah, oh, of course. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, we got a. Uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you um, a, a decision. I'm gonna give you three options here. Oh, we got ooh. Joe Rogan, Spotify. We got Borat too. Or we got the XFL coming back in uh, 2022. What do you want to talk about? Well, didn't we already touch upon Joe Rogan or no? We did, but I guess Spotify. The employees are starting. Uh, they're so angered about Rogan's free pe- uh, free speech that they're threatening a full blown strike. Uh, essentially they want to like censor his old podcast. I guess he said some transphobic stuff. Listen, if you talk to anybody about Rogan, if you talk to somebody who's like Republican, they say that he's like a libcock. If you talk to anybody who's like liberal, they say like, oh, Rogan's like fucking like right as fuck. It's like, they like that's what I like about Rogan. He's kind of like in the middle. It's like both sides the center- kind of don't. Yeah, the center loves him. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and, dude, you definitely know, first of all, that these these employees are quote unquote go on strike. First of all, they're definitely it's probably like four or five like nerds that yeah. don't do anything at the fucking company. They're probably fresh out of college, thinking that they're making this huge impact in the world. And the CEO is just going to basically tell them, "Listen, you like collecting your paycheck? Yes or no? If not, you're fucking gone." I hope we, so. We just paid Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars. Uh, listen, he's the one bringing in money. Either you're fucking gone, or we're not getting rid of him or censoring him. He's yeah. the last person to go. That's the thing. You can't. You can't bring this. You can't bring Joe Rogan on and then censor him. It's like you, you're paying Joe Rogan to do what Joe Rogan does. Exactly. You can't pay him and then censor him. It's ridiculous, dude. And like you said, there are a bunch of kids like probably out of college that are just trying to like fucking protest, like feel like they're like making a difference in the world. These people are fucking losers, dude. Dude, you don't realize how much a hundred fucking million dollars is. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean he's making some a little bit more than us. Yeah, and these kids that are probably yeah, like you said, fresh out of college with their liberal liberal arts degree, who probably make fifty k a year. They're like, oh, you got to get rid of them. What the fuck? No, we're just gonna get rid of you and your fifty k salary. Hire somebody else. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous, dude. All right, you know what? I actually I, I will talk about the second uh second to last. I would say actually our last news topic is Borat. So Borat too. Listen, I've watched Borat for the first time in about 10 years, about I would say a little little less than a month ago. I rewatched it uh, probably a week ago. I thought when I went back to watch Borat, I thought it was gonna be one of those movies that I'm like, ah, this doesn't hold up, all this stuff with all this political correctness, like when it comes back, dude. That is one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would say it's more of a comedic achievement than anything else. Oh, dude, it's one of my fucking favorite movies of all time, too. I'm so pumped up. They're coming out with number two. You know, it's definitely one of those movies, though, that when it first came out was like, holy shit, this is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. But then everybody and their mother started quoting it. So you, you slowly start to resent it. 
but then you watch it 10 years later and you're like, dude, this movie's fucking hilarious. That's 1000% what it was. Yeah. It's like, it's like listening to the Beatles. If I, if I listen, I'll listen to the Beatles like a lot in a short span and I'll get sick and tired of them. But then like, you know, four years later, I'll, I'll pick them back up. Yeah, I was sitting there going like, oh, this is going to hold up or whatever. Dude, there are some moments in that movie. By the way, he did the South real dirty. There are some folk, There's like that one scene where he's talking to the guy that's like the head of the rodeo. <laughs> and he's like, goes to kiss him. And he's like, ah, oh, no, we don't kiss people around here. He's like, what, what <laughs> he's like, he's like, the people who kiss in, in our country, we take them back and we hang them. And the guy's like, that's what we're trying to get done here. And he oh walks away. God, yeah, it's like, dude. it's brutal. And what I don't understand about Borat is like, I feel like if you do that type of stuff, you need to either blur out their face or you need to get them to sign off for something. I don't know if he did because he... He dealt with a lot of lawsuits after that movie. Rightfully so, I would say. Yeah, no, definitely. And I wonder if, like, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, they, he probably got a lot of people to sign off thinking it's, like, a real show. But yeah. then I wonder also now because he's so famous and, like, it's a movie box hit. Like, pe- because people should already establish know who Borat is, does he have to get that signed now? Well, that's that's the one reason I don't think this movie is going to be that good. It's like, who the fuck doesn't know who Borat is? That's the other side. Yeah, exactly. Like you, well, you didn't have to see the movie to know who Borat is. I think you, but you could go like in the sticks of like West Virginia or down the Ozarks, and I'm sure there's some people that don't even know what the fuck the internet is. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, still though, you're diluting your the content you could get because there was a couple scenes like in the original Borat where he was going like, like I said, like rodeos. Where there were like a, like thousands of people in attendance and they had no idea who the fuck he was, and that's what made it funny, you know. Now if he goes to that rodeo, like half of the people are gonna know who he is. Yeah, he's a fucking genius. My guess would be though he's gonna come after like uh, he, he's gonna go after the two extremes. You're gonna get a bunch of hick Trump supporters that he's gonna get, and then you're also gonna get some weird old liberals that you know don't know who he is though exposing morons is basically what it is. exactly and he's fucking he's amazing at it he yeah. had that sh- he had that show on hbo for a little bit uh this is america dude i didn't watch it but i heard it was fucking amazing yeah it was pretty fucking good he got uh he got dick cheney to to sign his uh his uh waterboarding kit he like dressed up <laughs> as <laughs> <laughs> he dressed up as an Israeli like like military guy. Yeah. He got fucking signed like a jug of water and a rag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to give the guy credit. I mean, when he can go out and get like when he's still being able to get people one to get the interview with Dick Cheney's like a gigantic deal. But yeah. then to get the interview when you're in character is fucking ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. He's been doing it for so long. He's been doing it since the Ali G show. Yeah, I mean the guys. I mean the guys are crazy. Sasha Baron Cohen, by the way. I mean the guy's a genius, but it is what it is. All right. I mean, do you want to? Uh, I have a bargain. I think we could probably save it till next week, though. I said we go right into our top five hangover cures. Yeah, absolutely. It's dope. All right. So top five hangover cures. As always, we're gonna flip a dip can. Do you want heads or tails? Uh, I want heads last time. I'm gonna go tails. Tails. It's tails. Let's go. We're gonna All see. right, so you get the first, <laughs> uh, the first pick in the Hangover Cures draft. I mean, this is this is the number one lock pick of all time. Hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. Okay. You just keep fucking drinking. That's okay. the only. That's the only real way to get a hangover. The rest of them like just postpone, like naturally get better. 
hair of the dog gets you right back in the game. It's the only way to do it. And you have to gradually drink through the rest of the day. So it's like, all right, I'm going to get less drunk than I was last night. And I'll deal with that hangover rather than today's hangover. Oh, uh, see, if I drink like a hundred beers the night before it, I'll get like a nice screwdriver. I go hard sauce for hair of the dog. And that's what it gets me right back to where I was. Dude, the best part of the hair of the dog move is like, you, like you feel like absolute dog shit. And then there's always that point. It's around like, I would say like 2 p.m. or whatever. We get a few beers in you and you stand up and you go, I feel pretty fucking good. You know, like you start like, you start feeling bad. You start like convincing yourself, talking out loud. Like, I feel pretty good. But in the inside, you know, like, all right, this is going to be hell like the next day. Yeah, this is going to be a sweaty Monday morning. All right, so you had hair of the dog for your first uh, hangover cure draft pick? Yep. All right, so my first hangover cure, and I think we talked about this before, calling out of work is the biggest, is the biggest hangover cure you could possibly imagine. Now, because, listen, I'm a responsible adult. You do it like once or twice a year, okay? But when you do it and you get that okay and your boss goes, it's not a big deal. That is the biggest rush. And you're like, no, no, I understand. I apologize. Hang up the phone, spike the phone. You're like, stand up. You're like, we're drinking. the It's the <laughs> best feeling on the planet, dude. Oh, absolutely. And then, but the worst though, is that, it, yeah, once you get the okay, and then you just get the little hair of the dog going, <laughs> and then your hangover is twice as bad the next day. Well, well normally <laughs> you get the hair of the dog going to get the phone call initiated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like, all right, let me get a couple of beers. I'll like, uh, you know, gain up the confidence to go out and be like, eh, you know, I may not be in it. And then you drop it. And it's like the best feeling in the world. That's all right. So what's your number two? Uh, so my number two is going to be a nice personal favorite. I'm a little Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Okay. Pedialyte. You know, it's a formula full of electrolytes that's supposed to make babies stop diarrhea. Yeah. And, but it fucking cures my hangover in two seconds. I will say that you have to get Pedialyte. You can't get the knockoff brand. I see. Uh, I've gone knock. I've gone CVS brand. Just as good. Does it actually make you feel better? Because we were talking about this at the start of the draft. It's like, I don't think there's any actual hangover care. That's why I strayed away from Pedialyte for the draft. It's like, I don't think it's actually, it's obviously helping me, but I don't feel it at the time. Oh, no, I do. I feel pretty instantly. It just, because you got to keep in mind, your hangover is just, you're dehydrated. So all that's doing is just pumping, you know, some electrolytes and, and water, basically. You're getting it going. Okay. All right, so Pedialyte's number two for you? Yes, sir. All right, my number two is going to be um, – I might take two here. It's going to be football slash gambling because gambling comes associated with the football. There's nothing better than waking up, especially if there's like that London game on that right when you roll out of bed, you feel like shit and you just hear Jim Nance and you're like, what the fuck's going on? You walk <sighs> outside and fucking Jim Nance is calling a game. It's like, all right, yeah. dude, football's all right. And then you just immediately reach for your phone, just start betting shit. It's like, it's probably the best feeling in the world. Absolutely. But there also is that slight anxiety. Once you hear the 10 a.m. football game with Jim Nance, that you're, you didn't get your fantasy football lineup incorrectly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the worst. Because you normally get that around 11 when you're watching the pregame show. So you get a buffer. But when exactly. the 10 o'clock game goes, you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't start this guy. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why did you have to get so drunk again last night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's a fucking great one, though. Yeah. Dude, football, it, it doesn't matter if you're drunk, hungover, sober. Football just gets me going. Football gets it going. All right. So, I, yeah. So that's my number two. It's going to be football slash gambling. What's your number three hangover cure? So my number three is going to be a milkshake. 
Wow. Okay. You ever, you ever drink a milkshake after uh, when you're hungover? Dude, if I drink, sh- if I have a lot of sugar when I'm hungover, I just get sick. Ah, uh, see, dude, this gives you a little milk, gives you a little sugar, coats your stomach. It makes your head like not pound as much because it's like, I don't know, it's soothing to my head for some reason. Yeah, because you're getting a little bit of like cold. It's cold. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. cold sugar. It coats your stomach. And then that gives me, after about a half hour drinking that, um, yeah, I'm normally pretty good. Good to go. Ready for it's, the hair of the dog. <laughs> it's it's like an internal ice pack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's basically what it is, dude. It's like, all right, yeah, I'm feeling it. All right, so that was your number three. My number three, it's going to be, um, and this is going to be, this is going to be a popular one, doing errands. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. When you're hungover, it's like, you know all that stuff you put off during the week and you're like, oh, I'll do it on the weekend or whatever. If you're like really hungover, you're just like, fuck it. And you just go do it like, oh, I got to renew my license. It's like you're going to the DMV. It's the worst thing in the world. But it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. You show up, dude. You sit there. Sweating stuff out, it's like yeah, you, you pass the time a little bit. You're, like, you're not really focused on what's going on at the time, so it's like all right, like you can kind of get through all the errands. So I'm gonna go doing errands. That that that's a fucking that's an amazing pick. Get your ass out of bed and start doing stuff. You'll yeah, by, sweating it off, you feel better about yourself. Yeah, I'm saying like by the end of the day, you hit uh, hair of the dogs. You feel like you accomplished something. Exactly. Yeah. No, a million percent. I fucking love that pick. All right. So what's your number four? So my number four is gonna be the complete opposite. She's gonna be sleep. Sleep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sleep should have been taken higher. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, dude, more sleep. You, you just you look at the you look at your phone. You roll back over. Maybe fart a couple times and then just go to sleep. You got it. You got to get the fan going like obnoxiously high though. Oh, of course. Do you yeah, sleep yeah, with a yeah, fan? Yeah. Uh, you know I haven't gotten a new fan because I just moved. But, I, yeah, I got to get one. I've been sleeping dude, with the windows open lately. It's fantastic. The fan, you get a little of that white noise going, dude? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Dude, I, 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 I used to always – you know what's wild? I like. I think this is why I have ADD is because I grew up with, like, a fan on, the TV on, and now I have my phone in my hand. I have, like, all three of them going at once. Yeah. And like, I, th- I 100% reason why I can't focus on anything. The worst is when you're watching a TV show or whatever and you like you forget to plug your uh, phone in. So like the oh, next morning yeah. you wake up with like 3% on and like season seven, like three seasons ahead of what you were actually watching. You're like, God yeah. damn it, I got to go back. And like, because it doesn't automatically start up when you go to the app. Now it's going to automatically step up, like uh, set up like literally three seasons ahead of what you're actually watching. Yeah, that, that's normally when I just give up on the show. Yeah, that that's literally, dude. <laughs> yeah. Almost with Succession, I actually finished season two of Succession, but that's that's literally why I stopped watching it. I went back to it, but yeah. Also, real quick, uh, not to go off topic or anything, but I, I have Amazon Prime, and so these, what these dickheads are doing though is they're giving me all these free shows, like these free Showtime shows, but they're only giving me the first season. They're just like, yeah. it's like they're putting me on the hook to just you know get a subscription. I, I fucking hate it. They call that a cock tease. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call cocktees in Bangkok. Are you actually go through and buy the Showtime? Uh, nah, fuck that. Who the fuck has Showtime? I feel like. Nah, nobody does. Nobody does, dude. Yeah, fuck Showtime, dude. I think it's got rid of boxing too. I think. Yeah, so it's like now they have absolutely nothing. They have no live sports or whatever. Hulu has live sports. If you watch any of the commercials, yo, my, you kind of. I don't know look- what the fuck they're broadcasting, but they have live sports. I guess you kind of look like Baker Mayfield, but yeah, uh, my buddy. It. Yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy actually logged into his his 
uh, Hulu account in my house, and he upgraded to get the live sports. It's actually fucking clutch. I get to watch any college football game. Yeah, dude, I've always said that about, like the, the most clutch thing of all time. I was like, I was gonna include this with my football slash gambling thing, but Red Zone. I don't think anything's had a higher approval rating than Red Zone in the history of approval ratings. No, absolutely. Maybe we could get Hulu to uh, to uh, uh, advertise with us. They have live sports. <laughs> I mean, they have live she, sports. Yo, we should do that. Get you as like a knockoff Baker Mayfield. <laughs> like, yeah. The old, or uh, who's the guy? Um, who's the guy that runs uh, Red Zone? Oh, uh, Scott uh, Hanson. Scott Hanson. Listen, yeah. we're gonna go to the, we're gonna go Jacksonville, like Jacksonville, Cleveland, down to the. My brother, my brother actually kind of looks like him. Oh, uh, uh, Scott Hanson. Yeah, he's yeah, a good yeah, looking yeah. dude, dude. That's good genes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, don't let it, don't let his head get too big. But all yeah, right, yeah. Uh, so that was my number four sleep. So my number four, I think this might be my last one, dude. I'm gonna You're go what? with uh, leftover pizza. Oh, okay. I got a couple takes on this, dude. I don't like leftover pizza. It, there's a reason I don't. When I go to a pizza place, right, and they have like the slices available, and they always want to heat it up for some reason. I never want to get it heated up. Once you heat up the pizza after it's already been cooked, it's like the cheese turns into fucking leather. But like when you wake yeah. up in the morning, you just want carbs. It's like you just want carbs. You heat up the pizza, you get it going, you stuff it down your gullet, and you get going. I mean, that's that's in my number four. See, I don't even have the patience to heat it up. I just cold dog it. I do like though the worst. Of the, do do you like cold pizza though? Yeah, I enjoy it. But do you like it more than like the pizza? Like, oh, I like I like pizza when it's cold more than when it's, it's like. Give me a fucking. Nah, I'm, I'm not a fucking psychopath. Yeah, those people <laughs> yeah. are lunatics. No, but there are those people that are like, I'm gonna have a take right here, and they're like, oh, I, I like uh, cold pizza more than it's like. Give me a fu-. like, dude. Pizza was intended to be he- eaten hot. When you heat it up, like I said, the cheese turns into leather. I don't care what type of pizza it is; it's garbage. But you know, when you're hungover, you want something to fill up your gullet. That's what you're going to. Amen. So are we not doing five or? Um, if you have five, go for it. So I have, yeah. So my fifth one would be throwing up. You, okay. you gotta, you gotta get up, you gotta boot and just get everything out of your system. And that normally makes me feel good enough to go back to sleep or get a hair of the dog. See, I'm different with throwing up, dude. I'm, I'm no stranger to it, but I do it the night of. Uh, uh, see, I don't do it the night of. See, I've never involuntarily puked the next day. Oh, really? Never, never. Oh, I definitely have. It's just I've, I've, de- I've never understood that. If I go to bed and I wake up, dude, I'm feeling per- like I'm not feeling good, obviously, but I've never felt like sick. Yeah. Can I tell you what the most overrated hangover cure? Go for it. Is weed. Really? I think it's the most. I it, it gets me like anxious. Dude, cause I haven't smoked weed in like five or. 10 years or whatever i can't now because of my job obviously but like i haven't done i i would have thought that would have been up on your uh top five no no, no. I, I i don't know I, I again some people i know they're obsessed with it like that's what they need to do to get over hangover it's not for me i think they just need to, i think they just want to smoke weed and they're like oh it's the same thing dude <laughs> dude the worst is when people are like oh you gotta eat a uh, greasy breakfast it's like okay so i feel like shit let's go get taco bell yeah, no, that's you know what I'm disgusting. saying. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, right, absolutely. So that was your number. You you want to go over your uh, five or four again? Yeah. So my number one was hair of the dog. Number two was Pedialyte. Three was milkshakes. 
four was more sleep, five was booting. All right, so my number one was, um, I think it was calling out of work. Yeah. My number two was going to be football slash gambling. My number three was going to be uh, doing errands. And number four was going to be football slash, I mean, um, leftover pizza. Yeah, so yeah, I uh, I I definitely worked you on this one. I think mine was. I think you might have had this one. I think I think yeah, I got to tip my cap. I'll be honest, tip your cap to yourself. I mean, you earned this one. (laughs) Absolutely, thank you, thank you. Uh, So So that was. Let's go on. Are we going to? uh, Are we going to review radio today or? Oh, radio the movie, right? Yeah. Well, we said last podcast we're going to do uh radio for the movie. So yeah, so this will be the movie uh, review portion of our podcast. All right, you want to start out with the radio review? Yeah, first shout out Cuba to Gooding Sports. Jr., by the way. Yeah, shout out to Branded Sports. Yep, shout out to Branded Sports, but you can go ahead with your radio review. Yeah, all right. So Cuba Gooding Jr., 